Guys, welcome back to the After Action Review. You know me, I'm Nick Guy, the world's most okay Screen Beret. And we usually bring in more than okay guests to this podcast, usually. But you know what? No, recently, recently he's done incredible work. I have to give it to him as much as it pains me. You guys know him. He's a repeat customer to the After Action Review. Julio Rosas, as seen on TV. Julio, thanks for coming on, brother. Of course. You know I'm always down for sloppy seconds. <laughs> and we see that you're wearing your best grunt-style T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Just, just for you, just because I know that you always give me shit for grunt-style T-shirts. But, yeah. but as you know, because when I went on Tucker's show, I wore a suit, obviously, because I was in studio. But I'm not wearing a suit where I'm going to mini Mogadishu in Minneapolis or Seattle. So you can't fault me for that. Well, I mean, I mean, you could, you know, dress for the job you want, not the well, one you have. Well, well, also, I didn't, I don't, I didn't pack thinking I was going to go on, on TV. Because, like, up until, because, you know, of all the other protests that I've covered, no one has asked me to go on air, much less, like, in the field before. So Minneapolis was the first time when they contacted me when I was still out there. Like, I only sent out, like, three tweets, and then Ingram's people just hit up my DMs, and I'm just like, oh, this is new. And then, of course, I was thinking, like, yeah, I probably should have brought something more than a good style T-shirt because I knew I was going to get shit for it. Yeah, now you know you need to start wearing, like, a photographer's vest. I mean, that's fine. Well, I need like, to start wearing my, my, my press vest because I don't want rubber bullets hitting me. Well, I or, mean, or, or, or real bullets, for that matter. I mean, you can wear the press vest and then the photographer's vest over. I'll size it up to a medium for you so you can slip it over the, uh, the press <laughs> I'll just, vest. I'll just, have an, I'll just have an Ilby vest. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just have that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys have seen him. We like Julio. Julio is a Marine, but we're not going to hold it yep. against him. Yeah, there it is. And... But we wanted to bring him on because, you know, while we do delve into, like, incredible stories of, of heroism and valor and things like that in this podcast, we also have a separate side where we cover human, uh, current events. And there's nothing really more current than the uh, civil unrest that we're experiencing in Minneapolis. And most recently, I, I don't know if it's the Chaz or the Chop now. What, it, what is it? Yeah, so... Funny story about that. So it so the Seattle Police Department vacated the East Precinct, which is located in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. Which, by the way, Seattle, total dump. I, I whenever whenever I go whenever I go to these big liberal cities, everyone always tells me, "Oh, the cities were so nice before." And I'm just looking around, just like how. Um, anyway, so then the Capitol Hill neighborhood, and uh, because obviously the there, there were large protests in response to. George Floyd's unfortunate uh, death uh, in Minneapolis. And so, uh, but while everything else has pretty calmed down, because like LA only experienced like two days of like looting um, before the police and the National Guard like really put a stop to it. So there's still protests going on, but they're mostly peaceful. Um, so I was, I, was, I was here in LA and then I noticed that Seattle was still popping off uh, as recently as uh, last Sunday. And so I initially went to Seattle thinking that the like because they were still using tear gas, they were still like having like like clashes um, at the East Precinct. And so when I when I pitched my bosses the idea, I was thinking that it was still going to be like that type of environment where it's going to be like Minneapolis. Um, but the, on Monday, 
they made the, the city made a decision to just give up just and, and similar to what we saw in Minneapolis at the third precinct where they just completely abandoned it uh so they they fortified it they fortified the precinct they put they put a they put a fence around it they put up uh, plywood on the windows to and so basically the agreement was don't break in and don't destroy the east precinct then we'll kind of leave you guys alone so when i went there on tuesday they at first it was like a cop free zone there was a lot you know there was barricades in the street like a, like kind of like a four or five block radius um because there's a park nearby as well and so then all of a sudden people started like putting up signs and putting in like writing graffiti uh saying that this was now the capitol hill autonomous zone and then that and that's why that's where chat and that's what chaz means and so as the days progressed, it became very evident that they're not very good at being autonomous. With with my example of there was a dumpster, a literal dumpster fire, um, right outside the boundary of the right outside of the so it wasn't in the zone per se, like the official zone. But obviously, but I mean, there, there's there's no cops around. Like there's no there's there's no cops around in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. Just like period. Like there's or at the beginning there wasn't. Um, as the days progressed, they they kind of they're, they're like slowly creeping back because obviously they want they want to take back their precinct. But so anyway, so the, the, there was a dumpster fire that was right next to a building and it threatened to set that building on fire. And if, if, if that building caught on fire, because like I said, it's like literally a block away, it was going to threaten to spread out and actually, because there's apartment buildings in the zone. And so it was going to threaten to set the other buildings in the actual zone on fire. So the protesters, well, the occupiers, they decided to call the Seattle Fire Department to put it out. And of course, their argument is, well, actually, we don't have any issue with the fire department. It's just the cops. And it's just like, well, again, that's not really autonomous of you. And so now they're trying to backpedal. And, and, and some of the leaders that are kind of emerging, they're slowly emerging from that. Um, they're saying, oh, well, that, you know, we didn't, we didn't vote on Chaz. It was kind of put on us from people that are not part of our movement. <laughs> um, and this is like four days after it started to become popular and so now they're trying to call it chop which stands for either like capitol hill occupied or occupy protest or capitol hill organized protest which i mean i don't think it's very well organized. so i mean are they backpedaling because they understand the ramifications of calling themselves i like within yeah. within politics within the study of political science an autonomous zone is a very specific thing yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and that's the other thing, too, because like porta potties are being provided by the city government and they're being cleaned by the city government. Uh, and, no, and, no, 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 yeah. no, no. They, they, listen, they need to. And so, and here's the thing, right? Because people are saying, well, if they're autonomous, cut off their water, cut off their power, cut off the cell phone towers. But that's tricky because there, like, there's like, I think there's like four apartment building complexes inside the zone. So if you're cutting off power and water, you're cutting off like to, to people who didn't choose to be in like, did, like they, like the apartment residents, like sure, some of them are, well, so the neighborhood is generally supportive of the movement. They obviously just have questions about like what exactly like they plan on doing. Like, cause I just, I, I learned about the Christiana, like hippie uh, commune out in the Netherlands or Denmark or, or somewhere. Um, and so they're wondering like if that, if, like that's what they're trying to be. And so, so, so anyway, but, but that's why, that's why I believe the city hasn't cut off power and water to that because not only is it going to create an unsanitary situation for people that are outside, but this is also going to 
create a problem for the people that live literally right in that zone. I, um, I wondered about that. Like the yeah. people that just live there and they did not want choose any of this or they didn't choose this. Well, I mean, you ha I mean, you have to remember that, I mean, Seattle is a very progressive city. And so uh, uh, literally on my first day there on Tuesday, there was a, there was a gentleman who was walking his dog and uh, he, and he was asking like the occupiers, like, Hey, what do you guys plan on doing? And like I said, he said that the neighbors were talking on like next door, or, like one of their like neighborhood chats. And he said like, yeah, like we're generally supportive of you guys. Like we, we kind of like the idea, but like, what, what does this mean? And, and so they're, they're slowly starting to figure that out. Uh, I, I, uh, I was there as late as I, I just came back from, from, I flew, I flew out early, uh, cause today's Sunday. Uh, and so they're, they're starting to have like the, like the people's council, <laughs> like town hall style meetings. Um, it is getting more elaborate as, as the days go on. So, um, yeah, it's so, so to kind of go back to the original, so that's why they're trying to backpedal from autonomous zone because they're, they're, they're invoking the right to peacefully protest which is underneath, you know, the First Amendment of the, of the United States Constitution. And you can't really invoke that if you're trying to be autonomous, right? Because then... It, yeah, there's a, there's, a huge, there's a huge separation between peaceful protesting and secession from the United States of America. And, yeah. I, you and, know, and, and a lot of people are, are you know, generally and, asking, and I think it's a fair question because they have signs that say, now you're leaving the, the United USA. States of America... <laughs> Like, that's a yeah. fair question to start asking, like, is this just like a, an Occupy Wall Street-esque kind of deal? Or is this like... Yeah, so that's what they're, that, that's what they're now trying to go, that's what they're trying to get away, that's what they're trying to go towards. And, and I could say that like, the, the park that's nearby, it's really starting to turn into like a tent city, which I mean, Seattle is a tent city with all the homeless people around anyway, but it's, it's more concentrated uh, in that area. And, they're, and I, I mean, I could say they're really staying there they're planning on staying there for the long haul. Cause again, on my first day, um, you know, as, as it was really starting to be built up there, there was a gay nightclub that I went to. Uh, I kind of went undercover. No, okay. No, not like that. I didn't, I'll, I didn't say anything. No, I know you were thinking it. You were thinking <laughs> it. So, no, so I didn't, I didn't identify myself as press. I didn't identify myself as conservative. I, I just kind of was just like wandering around. And then all of a sudden I was walking away because I, because I, I looked inside and there was, because uh, the, the game is called the cuff. Uh, they, they, uh, it was like a big uh, like supply drop off point uh, for the, for outside donations. Again, not, not very autonomous of them. Right. So they, they were putting them all in there for right now. And so I was walking away and this dude walked up to me and I got put on a working party. <laughs> within like an hour of being there i got put on he's like he's like oh are you taking some stuff out and i'm just like uh sure and he and so i and so i went inside i took like i discreetly like took pictures of like all the supplies that, that were dropped off and like we're talking water first aid kit non-perishable food um you know toiletry items so well i mean that, so begs, I, that begs the question i mean just circling back real quick like when there was yeah. a literal dumpster fire and they called the fire department like where was the bucket brigade? Like, seriously, like back before there was any sort of centralized government in the United States and there was a fire. There was a volunteer firefighter. There was, there was the bucket brigade. Like it wasn't even just a volunteer fire department. It was everybody in the town got together to pass buckets. So yeah, they have working parties for, and let me get this straight. Cause I saw the list of food items needed. Soy yeah. bars, tofu, Fair trade uh, coffee, like 
just totally I'm, ignoring the whole concept of beggars can't be choosers. Right. But they, they have working parties to, what, distribute this amongst Yeah, the Yeah, so, so, again, trying to be, like, undercover and trying to see how things work. Um, I, I was like, you know, because we, because the, the, the nightclub was on like the out, like on the very edge of like the boundary. And so what we were doing is we were taking all that supplies that were dropped off out of the club and, and like further into the zone. Cause there was like tents, um, like, a, yeah, there was like a tents where there was kind of like a main, uh, supply point. And, and there's a few, and that was the first day, like since then there's like a few that have popped up, um, all around the district. So, uh, so, but that's what I'm saying that even people that are don't are that are not like maybe like in full support of it. They, they're like I said, it's, I mean, it's a pro very progressive city. It's a very liberal city. So they, 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 even if they aren't going to go out and camp there themselves are more than happy to donate any supplies that, that they mean that the people that are staying out there uh, may need. Okay. So they have kind of like an S4 function of supply. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. One of the videos that you posted and, and, it was that video of that dude who was doing some ministry work. I don't know if he was homeless. I don't know if he yeah. was like he, he, he did. It. He, he was like he was he was a street preacher that didn't have all cylinders firing. It, okay, it looked, it, yeah, it, I mean, that that was that was my takeaway. I think that was most people's takeaway. Like there there were yeah. a few screws loose that he couldn't like read the room and saying, okay, this is a a great situation to be doing this. In. Yeah, to be like to put himself in, yeah. Yeah. Um the crowd got very rough with him and I, I will yeah. say the video was was very indicative of that. But the the big takeaway cuz I bring this up because they have like an S4 supply function. They also have a mental health task force. I, I mean, you're laughing, yeah. but no, no, like, yeah. like people, pe like that, yes. that woman walked up and she goes, mental health, we've got this. Like, we've got this. And I then, mean, and then, first and off, outside the, outside the optics of that sounding like some secret police, like to like, just come up and say, hold on, hold on, we've got this. Don't worry, we're going to take him away and we're going to yeah. lobotomize him so he's a little more compliant. Because that's honestly, that's kind of what it, it sounds like. But I mean, like what, what's going on? Like, do they have like all these little factions that are taking so, up? Yeah. So, so my favorite, yeah. So my favorite part about that interaction, when she said mental health, we got this, there was another woman that right away said, no, you don't got this. Cause if you've got this, <laughs> if you've got this then he would, he wouldn't be here right now. And, 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 and cause, cause that's what, what the whole defund the police movement, right. That they're talking about, Oh, send out social workers, send out mental health, like, like, that, like, don't always send out cops to specific types of calls. Send out the, and so that was kind of, again, indicative of what could happen. Because obviously, if you have two big men fighting, and, and this woman, you know, she wasn't that tall, <laughs> trying to be the, trying to be the media, I mean, and don't get me wrong, it was eventually resolved without like any more, but it took, it took well over like 10 minutes for, I mean, and they were just getting in their faces. And then finally, things calmed down, right? Um, so yeah, no, there, there, there's a lot of, the thing that, that, that I want people to understand about, about this zone is that it's a very fluid um, situation where there's different groups at different times that have different goals at, at any given point, right? So one hour there could be, yeah, Antifa type block people guarding the barricade with guns. Uh, the next hour they could be gone because I mean, it, it's a, just a very, very loose coalition. So 
well, nobody that, that's why it's nobody, nobody ever accused Antifa of being thorough. Well, well and following through. Yeah. Right. And so, so, cause like that, that's why it's hard for the media. That's not, that, that wasn't there to accurately portray what it was. And, and that's why I think that's why I, I like my job because I can actually go out there and, and like see and report firsthand. And, and that's one thing that I really want people to understand with that is that, it's not, it, it's just, it's, it, again, they want to call it an organized protest. It's starting to become that very, like, they're, they're taking really big, or they're taking really small baby steps towards it. But I mean, for the, like the initial, you know, that first week, it's just, it was just, it was just kind of whoever, and that's why Raz Simone. <laughs> yeah, warlord, I wanted to get to that. Yeah, yeah, the warlord, that's why he was able to just kind of take over the area for the time that he was there because he was the only guy with guns. I mean, him, him and his posse. And so, you know, and so yeah, it's it, it, it just a very, it's a very fluid situation right now. It's starting to cement with, in terms of leadership and people that are emerging, but it, it's, it's not, it's not total chaos. It's not total anarchy and it's not all violent, but it's also not a hundred percent peaceful all the time, just because there's, there's, a, it's just a hodgepodge of people that are there. I mean, besides, besides the media running top cover, which yeah. Shock, surprise that they yeah. that they are um, by saying, "Oh, there's no signs of violence." And yeah, and yeah, the, the mayor's office. Yeah, the mayor's office says they, it, it was the summer of love, baby. It, it is 1967 all over again. Summer of love, my ass. Like I've already told you that, but my goodness, no, it's it's not. It's it, not. Dude, I mean, the irony, the irony being, and my biggest, my biggest critique of this. Um, because I'm, I'm never going to sit here and say, oh, I'm, I'm all for like protesting against the federal government and, you know, over, you know, over, you know, it overstepping its authorities and things like that. In terms of George, we aren't even, first off, we're not even talking about George Floyd anymore. I talked about this on the last episode with Clay Martin. We're, we're not even talking about this anymore. Um, but the, the irony and the cruel irony, I'm going to add, I'm going to add, and I'm going to say it's cruel irony, was that that street preacher was in a chokehold. We yeah, saw the no. footage of Raz and his, and, his, and his guys being very forceful with, 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 a, with a graffiti artist. Yeah. With residents, and I'm going to use you know, air quotes, uh, residents of the Chaz. Being Why very you say occupiers? They're 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 doing the same things that they're taking issue with. So yeah. their mess their messaging is totally it's a it's a total mess. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, and, and again, and that's the problem with just how free flowing it is, because uh that, that was one of the, so that was one of the issues. So so the night before so because you know how they they're always they, they put up like impromptu like welcome to Chaz sign like street signs in the area. So, um, oh gosh, what was it? Friday night? Yeah. Friday night. Uh, there, there was arguments because some people wanted to take down the, the, the makeshift street signs that said, welcome to the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. And, and there was a guy on the ladder that was trying to take it down. And there was people on the ground, like trying to prevent him from doing that. And so like they went for back and forth and then he eventually got off the ladder and, and then, um, there was a power struggle over the ladder because, you know, people were trying to take it away from him. It, it was a mess. And then, but then there was one, there was one black man who got a hold of a megaphone and he's like, guys, what the hell are we doing? Like, we're arguing over a street sign. Like, seriously, like we don't take down Pine Street, which is one of the streets that it's on. But, like, we don't take it down Pine Street just because it doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. 
He's like, and he's like, why are we all here? And it's like, some people mumble like, oh, Black Lives Matter. And he's like, yeah, you're answering slow because you're like, you're too busy partying and too busy dancing. Like, you're like, you're losing. So yeah, there's, there's some people that are like getting frustrated with the zone because yeah, it's turning into like an impromptu Burning Man because that's been canceled because of COVID. And so, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like they're, they're, they're just because of how, again, fluid and free flowing, like anything goes inside a zone that the whole reason why they fought over the precinct in the first place uh, um, is, is starting to get lost. And, and some people are starting to recognize that. And some other people are, are still, you know, you know, Hey man, you know, like <laughs> smoking weed just and, and doing stuff. And it's just that, yeah, they're, 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 they're viewing it as like a, like party time essentially. Or, or they're, it's just being co-opted the whole, you know, ser- you know, the very real and legitimate conversation over police reform has been co-opted by opportunistic yeah. Antifa types or anarchist types to yeah. create this, I, I don't know, I, you call it a commune. I know they have a community garden. Doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do, you know, I, I'm not a farmer. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, I know how to how to farm," because I don't. No, yeah, but, I don't either. But people who do farm are like, "Oh, wow, there was no tops, you know, like there's no topsoil or there's no manure. There's they aren't." Uh, what I was saying was like, I "There's think- no las- there's no lasagnaing. Like they put the they put their cardboard down, which was good. They put yeah. their soil down. They planted, and then they just left it." Yeah. And they have enough vegetables for about three large salads. And that was about it. Yeah. You can't, there's no, there's no tofu beans. Uh, <laughs> for them to just, I think it's, I think it's soy. It, tofu uh, is yeah. a soy product. No, I'm making a joke that you can't plant like a tofu. Bean. No, okay, fine. Never mind. No, it, from, did, it didn't, it didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, but, Nick, you know what my response to that is? I'm verified on Twitter and you're not. We're, and so I'll just, I'll just use that as I, I don't, I don't want that verification. I never wanted it. You said you wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, anyway, but, anyway, but that's anyway. but, like, seriously, like, so we're seeing like, all right, like a community garden. That's great. But dude, you can go into any major metropolitan area in the United States and find a freaking community garden. You can go to yeah. a rooftop and find a community I, I, garden. I, 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 I saw some of that in uh, Minneapolis in one of the neighborhoods nearby. Like this isn't this isn't like groundbreaking stuff. Like this just seems ah, ground, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> See what they did there. So I mean, I mean, coming. I mean, everybody's talking about Seattle. Everybody is yeah. because that's. I mean, it's it's weird. Well, and, and, and and it's and it's interesting seeing what's happening across the country now because other places are starting to, but the other, but you know, the mayors and the police department actually have the balls and the fortitude to not let that happen. Like there was one in like North Carolina or South Carolina. I just saw a video of too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just came in and they just took all their shit away. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're not creating an autonomous zone. Like, we don't, yeah, they, we don't, they we tried. Don't do they tried to do that in Nashville. My my buddies still at Fifth Group were like. It, it was a massive failure. It was almost funny to watch, but <laughs> I mean, this is funny. I mean, Seattle's funny to watch. Like, like it's objectively like see, because like they had like it's it, like it's it's become like a South Park episode where instead of having like a tent that's labeled you know mental health counseling or or whatever, they labeled it feelings station. <laughs> Yeah, man, they become the memes, man. Dude, like, we've, we've literally, they, literally they, every meme they, that, that the right has ever created about them, 
they, they have had a song. They had a sign at the garden saying, "This is this plot is only for Black, Indigenous, and their plant allies for gardening purposes." And of course, since it's Seattle, and if you know the demographics of Seattle, um, it was a pretty empty plot. So there was not that many minorities what, there that was gardening. What is what is a plant ally? I don't know, and I don't care to know. I mean, I'm <laughs> I, just curious. I'm just curious. Okay, how does a head will, of, how is a head of lettuce? an ally to the movement i, I will uh, since i am a journalist i will find i will i will find out uh, please for, do do for, some digging for, i will i will uh, <laughs> see, i see i see what you did there again um <laughs> i i will i will look up what plant ally is even though i really don't want to but it, apparently did, did you did you plant did you plant something you're a minority no i wasn't indigenous i mean is is Mexican Mexicans be indigenous technically? Since I mean, since Mexico was like comprised of like Colorado up until America took it over. Seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what, it, I don't know. It, I mean, like, what these are the these are the important questions. Can Julio Rosas plant a head of lettuce in the indigenous POC, POC indigenous and plant ally plot? And, 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 and of course, the, the interesting is, uh, again, this kind of goes back to how the media is covering it and why it's challenging for them is because I think it was about four times when I was, it, when I was videotaping people getting into fights, which was meant, like, I didn't, even, I didn't even have, I didn't even record them all because one, I wasn't there all the time. But then two, like, I, I, I got there too late. Like, it had already been resolved or, or whatever. But I, I, even on, like, Friday night alone, I, I think I saw, like, five fights break out. And, and almost every single time I tried recording a fight, people will come up to me and say, hey, don't record that. It's going to make us look bad. Like, like don't post it on the internet. And so they, ha they very much have a uh, freedom of the press issue. Um, and, 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 and in that video of them rough handle, you know, being rough with the street preacher, um, I guess you could call him that, there was a guy, there was like a masked guy who was uh, putting his hand in front of my phone. And like, you know, I was trying to moving it and he would just try to block my phone. And so I, I tried walking away and I said, excuse me, excuse me, like, don't touch me. And he followed me. And, but because the crowd was so thick and because like he was on the other side of like this row of people, I like, made, I made like a quick U-turn and I went back to my original spot yeah, and I got- You juked him out. I juked him out and I went up right in front of the stage so he couldn't like get in front of me. And so, but then he just like started clapping and like cheering really loud. And so then- um, I, I was you, done filming. I was done. You, you should have told was, him. You should have. I, I, I was done filming anyway. So as soon as I was done filming, I got him to like get away, like get him away from me because I started taking pictures of him and I just, just like smile. And that's when he turned and like walked away. You, you should have told him that according to the uh, uh, social democrat platform, uh, clapping is triggering. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he should have been snapping. He should have been snapping or giving jazz hands. Yeah, he was screaming in my face, like he was screaming in my ear, trying to like, I don't know, trying to uh, make noise so that I, could, so that I couldn't record the audio that, that, of what See, they were that's what I'm talking about, man. They're, they're off brand. They don't, have, they, don't have like a, they don't have a single brand identity. They need to. They need to get, yeah, that, yeah. They need to get that in order. Yeah. Um, and so it, the, to, to give them credit, right? I mean, like, so it, it is a largely peaceful, but, but the media is trying to portray it as it being just completely peaceful, which, which, is, which is not true at all. And, 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 and so that's why, 
as tiring as it was, it wasn't as tiring as Minneapolis, where literally it was <laughs> like almost just like civil war breaking out. Yeah, we're um, we're at, we're gonna get to Minneapolis because that, I think cities. that's I think that's a little more apropos. I mean, it's fun to to talk about the optics of people that are upset over you know the treatment of minorities in the United States, and you know at the same time. They love to, you know, recall the imagery of the, you know, the American Civil War and succession and things like that. And they've done the exact same thing. I mean, as, as humorous as that is, um, I, I'm not the only one who, who fails to see the connection between George Floyd police reform and whatever the hell is going on in Seattle. But Minneapolis, let's 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 take it back to Minneapolis because I think that's a little more finger on the pulse of, of the whole situation. Um, you know, Minneapolis wasn't the only city. Uh, you know, a, a lot of major cities experienced both peaceful protests and violent looting and crime yeah. and things like that. And Cleveland, here in Cleveland, we weren't exempt. I got on Twitter and I was like, wow, I'm very proud of Cleveland. Like I'm very proud of, I'm very proud of Cleveland. Like they had a full day of of peaceful protests and speakers and things like that who were bringing up some very, you know, some very real points about, okay, maybe there, there is some room for police reform and, and kind of a recentering to community policing. Yeah. And then that exact same night, like all hell broke loose. Yeah, you need it. You need to wait until nighttime before you congratulate. Because yeah, because well, it, I, yeah, I'm not spun <laughs> up on on rioting. Civil disobedience <laughs> transforming into rioting. But all right, so many. Wait, wait, are you saying? Wait, are you saying you're a boot when it comes to that? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a journalist. I never claimed to be. So if no. I don't claim, if I don't claim to be a journalist, I can't be a boot. You're a boot when it comes to journalism. You're doing. That's, you're doing. That's rich coming from the haircut on my screen. You're 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 doing acts of journalism with these interviews, which they're great, by the way. Well, you're doing you. you're, you're doing acts of journalism. So uh, just like you don't want to admit to being a marine, you're you're kind of a journalist. <laughs> you can't hide your heritage. You can't be ashamed of your. People. I I will until the day that I die. So all right. Yeah. Minneapolis. All right. A little more finger on the pulse. All right. This is actually where it went. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say it's fascinating from a sociological standpoint, because I'm not a sociologist. I'm not an anthropologist or anything, but everybody saw the video. And this was a video that was pretty much unifying throughout the United States. Everybody. Um, Everybody. everybody. Yeah. Virtually anybody that, that, has a functioning cerebral cortex, you know, outside your fringe right wing, you know, well, whatever, or fringe left wing or whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, any, anybody that matters saw this video and goes, holy God, this was awful. This was yeah. murder. Um, but when you take a look at that and you take a look at what followed and how that to- just, to- it, again, totally co-opted a conversation and just became its own thing. You were there in Minneapolis. I wasn't. Um, yeah. You and I had talked um, when you were there, but 
for those who are not privy to the text messages, I mean, just kind of take us through because it is, I mean, the, the footage is bad. Like, oh, yeah. and it, and it yeah. made, it has a lot of people questioning, like, with footage this bad, I mean, are we seriously heading for a national divorce? Because that it's a, it's a legitimate question at this point. Yeah, so I, so when I first, because that video first came out on a Tuesday, and right away, and just you know, having my experience with protests and, and stuff like that, I knew right away, it was like, okay, there's going to be, there's going to be, it's just going to happen. Uh, what I didn't anticipate was how fast it was going to happen. And, and because I was still thinking, oh, well, people are still kind of worried about the Wuhan coronavirus. They're still kind of concerned about that. So they might take a day or two. So I like, so I, I, I kind of waited on, on asking my bosses to send me. But then literally that night, like, again, at the night, that's when things started getting out of hand. And, and of course, I was just like, oh, shoot. So I got there as soon as I could. I got there on a Thursday. Cause yeah, so I got there on Thursday. Uh, and so they, they, they already had like their first full night of looting the, the, on, on that Wednesday night. And, and that's when like the, the low income housing building was caught on fire, which is like, great job guys. <laughs> yeah. Can, and like, we also just real quick side mention, cause we don't talk about that anymore. That one NBA beat writer or the guy that's on TNT literally posted a photo of the burning low income housing, low income housing. And he goes, this is awesome. It literally uh, the photo of the yeah. actual low income housing unit being just totally engulfed in flames. Chris Palmer, Chris Palmer. That's Chris name. Palmer. Yes, exactly. That and then, then, he, then he was tweeting about how he was disgusted that his gated community was being targeted. And he told them yeah. to go back to the low income housing. That, I love it. it. It's hypocrisy at its finest. And that, they're that, too that was, to realize that that they're too dense to realize it. That was one of the greatest like life comes at you fast moments of like 2020. Like <laughs> may, maybe even maybe even the decade. I know like we're like we're just starting this decade, but like that has to be like a top contender. Um, but no, right, absolutely. So like they 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 had already burned down the auto zone. They they burned down uh, a few other built. No, no, but no, that was Wednesday. I'm talking about Wednesday night. Okay, you got you have the timeline. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So that was Wednesday night, and so when I got there, I was thinking like, okay, this is pretty bad. I I thought I was gonna miss a lot of the writing because I was thinking like, there has to be a big response to this, right? Because why wouldn't there be? <laughs> yeah, but silly me, I, I, I put, I kind of put faith in democratic leadership and I got there Thursday afternoon, like around 11, like, yeah, like noon. And there was still looting going on at the, at the target. I mean, this target was just trash. The, they, uh, the, the sprinkler system was on. So the alarm was still going on, which like the, like the, the, Target's security alarm was still like still blaring like when I left on Saturday, Sunday. So like it was still like they hadn't like, I mean, yeah. So they, they were looting the nearby Cub grocery store. Uh, they were trying to loot and like break into some of the other, cause it was like a shopping center, right? So, you know, you had like the two big stores with all the small little stores. Um, but they were trying to break into the smaller ones and there was one, there was like one cafe that was owned by like Somali immigrants and they had a stand outside to protect it because people were trying to destroy a Somalian immigrants business. And it was just like, like this is insane. And they weren't armed as far as I know. They just, they just had the numbers. Uh, they had, they had the numbers aspect to, to help them out to ward off anybody else. And, th and they were telling me that there was like 
Asian owned businesses that were targeted. They're telling me like some Hispanic owned businesses nearby that were targeted. So like, this, cause this was a diverse community, right? So it's not just, cause, and this is where it's frustrating where people are like, oh, it's just corporations and you know, like, oh, you know, property can be replaced. And like, yeah, sure, Target's gonna be fine. Cub is gonna be fine. But like, these are mom and pop stores. So, so uh, uh, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm trying to prove a point here. Uh, the local news station said that over, over like 250 businesses had been looted or burned down. I I, Not, had, I had read 360 in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, because this was about like halfway through the week, so yeah, okay. it might have been might have been more than that. Uh, so obviously, not all 300 of them are like Fortune 500 companies, right? I mean, the vast majority of them are small businesses who are barely holding on because of the lockdowns, right? And now, and now, right as things were starting to open back up, then they get hit with looting. And, and if, if they were lucky, right? Because then the worst case scenario was like their entire place is burned down, which I saw a lot of. So kind of going back, so, the, so Thursday was still a complete mess, uh, but it was still kind of peaceful during the day, mostly. Um, you know, people were just kind of looting. They weren't fighting over anything. They, they, you know, they were just kind of going in and taking what they want. And, uh, and then... Things kind of got a little heated during the day because there was a convoy of Minneapolis police cars. They they like they just drove right in uh, near the crowd near the East Precinct, and this is the only time I saw cops outside of the building because uh, most of the cops were held up inside the, uh, the the third precinct. And so obviously, as soon as they're driving down and driving down that street, they're getting pelted with all sorts of shit: rocks, sticks, bottles, fireworks. Uh, all and obviously, like they're they're taking all as much as they could from the stores to throw at because <laughs> it's like they're like right there at that parking lot. So of course, the police start firing back with tear gas, flashbangs, um, and I think uh, unfortunately, a one of the people that got shot in the crowd with a less less than lethal round got hurt really seriously. And so the police actually took like went out a little bit into the crowd to evacuate. I believe it was a woman. Uh, to evacuate that woman because obviously the the ambulances weren't going to go in there, so they were going to take her out of the zone. But even while like, but they were still fighting them. It's just like, look, they're trying to help out this woman that like that got hurt really that seriously hurt, and you're still attacking them. Are you? And, and even after they put her in the car or in the SUV, they were still attacking the SUV that she was in. It was just like you absolutely. And then and then they start and then they start expelling out right but then they, they they were popping tear gas to kind of cover their retreat so that they didn't get like mobbed as they were trying to leave well of course they start throwing back the tear gas and i look behind me and i see tear gas just coming right at me i was like oh you got to be kidding me so i had to like keep running toward, like with the cop cars to avoid getting like hit from behind and and you know there's there's people throwing empty hennessy bottles um full bottles of stuff and it was just a mess and then uh i was so I was on the sidewalk and I was kind of like laying down because uh, there was like a little burn. And so I was, so I was on my back with my press credentials right here, just filming like this. And, and they, I could see there's an SUV or a cop SUV right in front of me. And I could see him aiming a pepper ball gun <laughs> right at me. And I, start, and I started shaking my head and I started saying, no, 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 no. And then I, he, he, he shot me with the pepper ball right in my leg. He's like, come on, guys! Like, you got to do better threat. threat Wait, that—that that was your leg. I, 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 I this, this was—I got shot with a rubber bullet on Friday. I didn't—I didn't, I didn't oh, say hey. yeah, yeah. I didn't say much about the pepper ball because like it sucked. Yeah, like for a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it was no big deal in, in the grand scheme of things. But like, it was so frustrating. I'm like, like guys, you're proving their point here. Where like you're just firing at what? Like again, there has to like 
threat assessment. Like, like who's throwing shit at you? And who's just recording? Not I me. Mean, <laughs> yeah, well, listen, there, there's, there's a lot to be said in terms of police training and things like that. And that, again, that kind of goes back to the conversation of, you know, is, is there a conversation worth having? And I think there is, especially, you know, in right. terms of training and things like that. Because, exactly. <laughs> because you got beamed with that rubber bullet. Yeah. So, so that, that's probably, so I, I still want to talk about Thursday really quick. So, oh, so okay. that was, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead. No, 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 I know everyone, everyone, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I made some of the enemies I've made on Twitter very happy when I got shot with that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Even your friends were happy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone was happy. To, you know. Anyway. So as it started to get darker, that's when the peaceful protesters started leaving because they knew that shit was going to happen. And then that's when all of a sudden I kind of, you know, I was looking at my phone. I was, I was sitting down, just kind of chilling. All of a sudden I look up and I just see people that I, I saw people who went from, you know, just like regular face masks, you know, like medical type to all of a sudden and wearing like normal clothes and whatever. So all of a sudden I'm being surrounded by people like all decked out in black, you know, like definitely Antifa type of people, black block. And I'm just thinking like, Oh geez. And I was supposed to, and again, like I was supposed to go on Laura Ingram show for the first time uh, and for like the first time in, in the field. And it, it was very peaceful. But then 10 minutes before my hit, that's when they started knocking down the fencing that had been put around the precinct. And then obviously the cops were still inside. So as soon as they heard that like stuff was falling down and stuff was breaking, that's when they started shooting tear gas, again, tear gas, flashbangs and rubber bullets. And so I was supposed to do the hit in the burned down uh, auto zones parking lot. But then, again, like so. But then things popped off and things got crazy. And and so I called the camera crew. I'm like, "Hey, where are you guys at?" Like, "Oh, we're on this other side of the street." <laughs> and so I had to go from the AutoZone parking lot to where they were. But where they were and where I had to cross was right in like the line of fire <laughs> of where they were shooting at. And so I was just so I was just like running as fast as I could and trying to keep a low profile. And thankfully, I didn't get shot with anything there. And so all of a sudden I'm trying to do a live TV hit with like flashbangs and tear gas, like all around me. Like my eyes were tearing up and I'm just like, Oh, please don't make it look like I'm crying. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but it went, it went and, and, and then um, five minutes before my head. So I was already like, like mic'd up and like getting ready. Uh, there was a flat, the body of the flashbang had already exploded. And so, you know, the, the force of the explosion flipped it or like chucked it towards my direction and it hit me in the leg and I said like oh shit and then I realized oh wait I, if I get hit I can't swear on my tv um but the hit went fine it went well I, you know nothing too bad happened to me but then and and, and so they, they were going back and forth and and they could have held the precinct in my opinion um if they got reinforcements but because of the wonderful you know Justin Trudeau of a mayor that Minneapolis had uh, instead of reinforcing the precinct, they decided to, oh, well, let's just evacuate. And, and I can understand why if they weren't going to reinforce it to evacuate, because you have to understand, they were trying to burn down the precinct with the cops and stuff, 100%. They were very much in danger of being trapped inside because there were just so many people. And I assume they only had so many rounds and, you know, non-lethal rounds before they had, you know, started using real ones. Um, so, but all of a sudden I see at this point, it's like pitch black at night. All of a sudden I just see, you know, at the parking lot, just this long convoy leaving. And that's when I realized like, Oh my gosh, they're abandoning the precinct. Like I've never seen that before. You know, you know, Charlottesville, there are cops all around. I mean, 
they were protecting the wrong thing and they were, they did a terrible job, but they were, they were still around. Uh, Portland, the cops did, uh, when I was, you know, they had a poor history before, but when I went there in 2019 in the summer, they actually did a very good job of keeping the two groups separate. Um, obviously they weren't everywhere, but you know, they were there, they're in the area. They just completely abandoned, like the only law enforcement agency in Minneapolis or, or in that neighborhood was gone. And I, it, 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 and so it just blows my mind. And that's why I tweeted out after everything had all been said and done that this is why people need AR-15s or need like law, like law abiding citizens should have access to these types of weapons because, and all the, and, you know, you know, DC journalists are, you know, talking about like, Oh, you know, they're, they're <laughs> we, we, you know, we shouldn't have like, these types of weapons. Well, it will, first off, a lot of these people in these bubbles, especially in the DC area, they have the they have the luxury of being in like one of the most heavily police presence like city in the world. You have the Capitol Police, the DC Police, you have parks, you know the Parks Police, right? And you have Secret and Service. Every, you have every three letter agency. Has yeah, you have every you have you have, you have all the Alphabet Boys are headquartered there, right? So and they have their own task force inside the city. So, but in the case of Minneapolis, literally the only law enforcement agency was gone in that neighborhood. And so that's why I was saying that it turned into like a mini Mogadishu. And I'm not saying that because there's a lot of Somalians in Minneapolis, but it was just because it was that chaotic, especially that Thursday night. And then, well, you know, I they, mean, set, they set it on fire. And, and, and yeah, I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. I mean, Mogadishu was always pointed out, you know, ironically, when, you know, I, I've ever, whenever I've seen like an online debate or something, it was always like, oh, you're a libertarian. Why don't we just move to Somalia? It's, like the, it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the libertarian's dream. There's no central government right. whatsoever. So yeah. it, it's, not, it's not an unfair assessment. It really isn't because no. that's kind of what we were seeing. And, and holy God, like what, ha what happens during all that unrest if some rapist or murderer tries to take advantage of the chaos to, to do yeah, because things. because the, the, there's neighborhoods like literally like a block away from all that like that was all the, the where all that went down and 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 then and then friday that's when more so on friday they established a perimeter uh like further outside of the precinct because the state police and the national guard finally rolled in so i thought so there was no more looting you know the, the, the at least in that area and it was, it, again, it was pretty low-key, peaceful during the day. But then they, uh, they established their curfew for that first night. Uh, it started at 8 p.m. At 7.50, that's when they let the crowd, because obviously there were people gathering outside of the perimeter. And, they, you know, they were getting into the National Guardsmen and, and the state, and state police faces, and, but they weren't throwing punches or anything. Uh, and so 10 minutes before it hit eight, they, there was a loudspeaker saying, you know, this is, you know, you guys have 10 minutes, you know, eight o'clock, we have a curfew. And, you know, if you don't leave, it'll be an unlawful assembly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crowd got, and the crowd got pissed off at that. And so they, uh, they, they, that, they started chucking, they start. that's when they started to attack the, the perimeter. And so, and, and so yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah, and so, <laughs> of course, me being the smart jarhead I am, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I gotta capture this, I gotta capture this back and forth. So they were out in the street, both sides. I was thinking, okay, well, they're they're responding with tear gas, responding with non-lethal, less than lethal rounds. So how can I get this without putting myself in danger? I know, I'll put myself on the sidewalk, off to the side. And I'll put myself in the middle so I can kind of, you know, get the shots back and forth. 
And I actually told the National Guardsmen and the state cops that were that I was next that was close to on on the side of the perimeter that that was closest to me. I said, "Hey, look, I'm not okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not with these guys. I'm with media. Please don't shoot me." And they're like, "Yeah, we got you." About two, so they were they were pulling back. They were pulling their perimeter back, and they were still but but they were still shooting as they were pulling back. And so I was, again, I, so I planted myself in the middle. I'm not in the crowd. I'm off to the side. I was literally by myself. And I had just finished filming the, the law enforcement side and I was panning over back to the crowd. And that's when actually here, let me, uh, yeah, you, you got, you got it. Yeah. Well, I'll bring the camera back over here as you look for it. I just want to say while he's off and he can't respond, in I the still, real, I, I, I'm wearing oh, you got the ear pods on. In the, the in the real in a real military branch in the army, we have a saying: you have smart rangers and strong rangers. And you, in this case, were a strong ranger, because a smart ranger would look at this situation, would look at the operational environment, and go, "Hold on, there's a potential I could eat a rubber bullet right now." But the strong ranger goes man, this is a perfect opportunity to get a great shot, no matter what the ramifications may or may not be. So, listen, I'm not saying if you were in the Army, you would have made the better decision. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that. So now I, that you're I, back, I want – let's show the people what I, – I didn't, I, didn't I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't have my crayons with me that day, so that, that's probably why. Um, Seriously, so, you just gave them a smile, and there was Crayola on your teeth. They may have just not have shot you, but go ahead. So, so uh, this is the type of round I believe I got shot. This isn't the exact one because, obviously, after I got hit, I, like, got my ass, like, because, <laughs> you know, I, I immediately went away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I believe this is it. Uh, and actually I found, I found, um, both pieces at different parts of the city. So I, so it's called a, uh, bullet impact projectile, also known as a BIP. Uh, real, 40, hey, real quick, before you go any Mike, further, before we go any Mike. further and before you blow your hand off, is the, is the ignition, is the ignition, is the initiator the on the bottom, the little, yep. Hold on. Let's see it. Okay, it it is used. Okay, I didn't want that blowing up in your hands. Listen, it, it, strong yeah, ranger. So, I had I, strong ranger. I had to ask. So so yeah. So I believe this. I believe this is the the type of of less than lethal round that. And, and so what what I what what happened was I I was shot by. So the national guardsmen. I know it was a state cop because the national guardsmen didn't. Ha they had their rifles on them, which by the way, there there was so. I feel so bad for those guys because they're just getting roasted because they don't have any optics on them. Some of them didn't even have like the complete like hand, like hand guardrails. They, I, I, they were using like M16 like A2s because they had like the – it wasn't even like collapsible stock or anything. It was just I like, would have thought up. a Marine would have felt right at home with A2s. Hey, I shoot M4s, all right? That's what I use. And, and, and yeah, and at least ours have optics. Like seriously, like some of them had like the iron sights still on. Actually, a lot of them still have the iron sights. So that's how I know I got shot with a safe cop. Because but and so what I, what I, what I think happened was obviously uh, it was it was a state cop on the opposite side of the line that was like, hey, there's a Mexican. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he was being racist <laughs> or not. But <laughs> uh, but again, again, threat assessment because where I was, 
I was he had to turn his attention from the crowd that was throwing shit at him to like, oh, there's a guy over there that's just recording. Yeah, I'm gonna pop around off at him and see what happens. You're brown. So, so again, again, threat assessment is is, <laughs> is what is what I'll. Uh, so, but but because I'm not a bitch, I patch myself up, and I still because I I still so so they completely pulled away from the third period. So they abandoned the perimeter that had been set up all day. So the area was back in control uh, of of the crowd, and because they were so emboldened from from that seemingly victory that they had again for the second day in a row. Uh, there was the fifth precinct, which was two miles down the same road. Uh, it was, I, I believe it was on what's called Lake, Lake Street. Uh, so it was two miles down the road. And, and so they were following the, the law enforcement side because, um, they, they, again, their intention was to burn down the fifth precinct because, you know, why not? They burned down the third, so let's burn down the fifth. Um, unfortunately, as they were following them, people were breaking off and because Lake Tree, there was a, it was a large business side of it. So people were breaking off and burning cars, breaking into stores. Uh, so, so unfortunately, because they decided to abandon the perimeter and pull back, the air, the destruction was no longer just concentrated in the neighborhood where the third precinct was. It was starting to fall, you know, spread out. And uh, because they had the manpower at the fifth precinct, they weren't able to burn down, but they were able to burn down a Wells Fargo bank, burned down a post office, a few other businesses that were nearby the fifth precinct. So because they, because the leadership of the city, and I'll, I'll point out because of the democratic leadership of the city was so terrible and, and their plans were so ill thought, they made the destruction worse because if they held the perimeter, the crowd would have just been at the third precinct. And I'm not saying the neighborhood that they followed them through would have been completely unharmed, but the destruction wouldn't have been as widespread because they would have been so focused still on the, on the third. Okay. That's, that's how, that's how I see it. All right. So big takeaways. One, we're glad you're okay. Despite oh, the jokes, despite the it, jokes. If this hit my nuts, I'd have lost them. Like, like just no, like I, like I, I realize like the cop was being a dick. Sure. But at least he was following the rules where to shoot center mass and not the face or, 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 or down there. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like if this, like, I'd be, I'd be like, you know, Ray Charles or I'd be, if it hit me in the eye or, or something, it would have, it, it would have been bad. So as, as, as terrible as that cop was, at least he was following the proper procedures on, on where to shoot them. Because again, like, cause I, I, I didn't have anything, and now now I have a vest, you know, not with uh, with plates in it. But the f- yeah. the flood vest. Shut up. <laughs> well, two. All right, so that was the big first takeaway. Two. I'm glad that the that the primer has already been initiated, so it doesn't blow up in your hands. Three. Yeah, that is interesting because honestly, I get the crowd. Honestly, I do. You know, George Floyd was murdered. I I even I get the I get. Me personally, I wasn't there, so I can't see, I can't say, rather, but I get the, the, the anger directed towards the Minneapolis Police Department and, and, and what they did to the third precinct. Now, because, but, and I will admit, because I'm, I'm an outside observer, I can't say, you know, I didn't see the, the second and third order effects of it and what you said of them giving it up and then it just spreading to other neighborhoods. 
Um, that, that wasn't something I considered. So I, I think that's important to note. Um, oh, and, and by the way, just, and also my, my other, uh, screw the celebrities that were praising and trying to bail out all like you say, cause it, they were, they were just saying, Oh, we got to bail out the protest. We got to bail out the protest. It's like, no, don't do that. Like well, they weren't bailing out protesters because protest, the protesters the, weren't yeah. doing like, seriously, yeah, they, that was the other thing they, that the media yeah. totally pissed me off on. There was, they couldn't, there, there was no conflict. They were conflating. I should say there wasn't, no, they, there was conflation yeah. between the protesters with the grievance yeah. and the that, rioters and, and looters. And, and then what, these celebrities, then these, these goddamn celebrities that just want to s signal their, their freaking virtue yeah. and show how woke they are and how progressive and enlightened they are. They go and they start posting bond for, yeah. for not, not people that were there to, 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 you know, protest peaceful, the death of yeah, George Floyd, but, but the people rioters. that were burning down local businesses. Right. And of course they weren't giving money to local businesses that, that were burned down, at least not that I'm aware of. No, it was that, really honestly, that was, that was the American public. Like that story yeah. that, that, that former firefighter, I don't know if you saw that, that former firefighter yeah. who started that, that sports bar that right when looted, COVID yeah. hit. And then he was like, just hanging on by a thread through COVID because he started a restaurant and bar right when social distancing kicked off. And yeah, it was looted. And then they're inter then the local news shows up and they start interviewing him at his burnt out bar. And during the interview, looters are showed up. They showed up and they were trying to break into his safe while the poor yep. while this poor guy is like seriously, he's crying. He's yep. like, every cent I saved working as a firefighter went into it's this gone. bar and it's gone. Yeah. And, and and I got really pissed off at Chrissy Tar uh uh, what's what's her name? Uh, she uh, she's a John Legend's wife. Yeah, John Legend's wife. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna piss off. I, I'm gonna listen, she she has. A, I, I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna, her name because she, she doesn't really yeah. have any talent. Yeah, no. So she doesn't so, bring someone, anything to the table. Someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter was like, "Hey, Chrissy, you do know that by doing this, you're bailing out people that are actually rioters and not protesters, right?" And she responded by saying, "Oh, well, in that case, I'm gonna add like another two hundred extra thousand dollars to it." It's like you're a terrible person. Like you're acknowledging that, yeah, you're 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 acknowledging that you're going to be bailing out people that are that are rioters and looters that have hurt minorities in this community. Like, yes, Julio. But think like, of the woke points. Think of the internet likes that she'll get for it. Uh, she got a lot. She get, she got a lot of likes for that, and 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 that and I was I was disgusted by that. And, that was again, the thing. Because, I mean, how many because because here are these people in their nice in their big houses in gated communities who have been largely unaffected with the financial hardships from COVID. And now they're trying to, and now, and now they're trying to, you know, be all, you know, look how, again, yeah, look how woke. And like you, and like you said, Minneapolis, Minneapolis is a very diverse city. So yeah. by extension, unlike, unlike Seattle, <laughs> unlike Seattle. So by extension, business owners are very diverse. So all the, all these local businesses, yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, there's, there's, there's dozens, if not hundreds of minority owned businesses. And that, and that, again, that kind well, of goes work. to the, wow, what, it, what, is the mess, what is the messaging? What are the optics we're trying to convey? Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's not good is, is burning down a single black dad's house who has been trying to provide for his five kids. And they burned down, they burned down his house. He's been, he's been working every cent that he's gone, that he's earned, has gone into building this home for his kids. And now the rioters just destroyed it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and there was, uh, 
NPR actually had a good article, which I was surprised, but they, they had a good article about the uh, armed like self-defense groups that were formed uh, in Minneapolis. And because you have to remember that some of the businesses, I mean, just like, just like in a lot of cities, like some, some of the businesses have apartments right on top, like right on top of them. I mean, that's how it is in a lot of the minority neighborhoods. So yeah, if you burn down a business, you also have the potential of burning down people's houses with that. And so uh, there was a, uh, one of the, it was a Hispanic woman uh, that was like making, and they had, they, they posted up people with guns on, on the rooftop to, to ward off anybody who might try to, Again, like yeah, because she said like yeah, property can be replaced, but people live upstairs. Like, like and with all the burnings, but, but it's not that are happening. It's it's livelihoods. Yeah. Like okay, maybe the insurance is maybe maybe the business is they insured, have but yeah, now maybe. they're out of business. Yeah, and now and now, so yeah, you're screwing them. You're screwing over people's lives. Regardless, well, I'm so glad that the spirit of the roof Korean lives on. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, although in that case there were there were uh, rooftop Latinos, which is like hell yeah. Um, rooftop latinos love them oh so yeah no it, it i i had i had really and I, and I tweeted about this it was really weird because like i don't, I don't want to say like oh like it's kind of like i saying like oh it's kind of like i saw what happened in like war but like i did see you know like the best of humanity because like people you know like during the day people were trying to clean up all the looting they were trying to you know clean up the messes that were made and try you know try to give out food to people that were in need and stuff like that but then i then i saw the worst of humanity at night and like just seeing that just seeing that stark contrast in like such a short amount of time and and then also getting getting shot to boot <laughs> yeah it it, it it was just kind of like it, it just it, it took me it took me a few days to like really process what like what i saw because obviously in the heat of the moment um and, and especially during when the cops were leaving and, you know, people were, because as I was watching that video, um, I, I realized how many, cause you can hear like the, the non-lethal rounds just like zipping by me. Um, and, and I didn't even realize that just cause I was just so pumped up full of adrenaline and, and I was also pretty tired too. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, it took me and, and in a way, I'm like, I'm still trying to process all of that. I mean, yeah, Seattle was fine. Like mostly right. Because like, again, it's like mostly hippie commune and stuff like that, but yeah, no, Minneapolis was, um, I would say I would say it's like like a few steps below a war zone, and I, obviously you know I say that with you know knowing that a lot of people watching this have actually been in war zones, so I, I'm not trying to like be like. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I I can say I can say from seeing the footage, like it was it, pretty close. It, 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 it was pretty was. close. To it, it. it definitely yeah. had it. It had all the hallmarks of a war zone. It really did. Yeah. Um. And 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 not just the not just the fires, not just the the violence, but like you'd said, you know, the the best in humanity and the worst in humanity. That's combat, right there. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, there. That's what it is. Well, in that case, I'm gonna put in for a purple heart. You should. Well, <laughs> maybe we maybe not so much a purple heart. Maybe we can get you like a purple typewriter. I'll be fine with that. Like we'll put I mean, a little something, maybe a little yeah. something, or maybe not a typewriter. That's Dave. Maybe like our, a purple MacBook. Our, I, no, no, I want, I want a purple uh, fedora with like the piece of paper that says press on it. There it is. Or we'll yeah, just do a purple fud vest of you. All right, shut up. I will not. <laughs> I will not take crap for my vest. All right. I, listen, I said different, first, different, first, different types of equipment for different environments. Right? I'm the, not first, to, the first, the first rule of special forces. 
The first, I'm, there are three rules of special forces. I'm not special forces. There are three rules. Well, hold on. You can. I you mean, my mom something. says I'm special. There are three rules to special forces. One, always look cool, and you yeah. fail that. We're gonna hit, we're yeah. gonna fix that for you. Two, don't I get will. lost. And three, if you get lost, make sure you at least look cool. Those are the three rules of special forces. I look but, cool in my vest. All right. <laughs> I look cool, and I will not have I will not have it be besmirched. I'm I, listen. I, I'm I'm calling up a printer. I'm getting you a Velcro press thing. Okay, and, 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 and I'm, again, send, I'm sending you a plate carrier. I mean that's fine, but again, you have to keep in mind that the reason why I got that because the reason why I specifically looked for that type of vest because I knew and it was confirmed that with everything that's going on, people are buying plate carriers out the wazoo. So like right now, the wait time for like like the average wait time is like ten weeks. Yeah, and plates. Clear, I, I'm, listen, I, I'm giving you a hard time. Plates yeah, are and, a hot and, commodity right now. And clearly, and clearly, I needed a vest two weeks ago. Uh, and so, and on top of that, on top of that, the good people at Sakar Tactical, which is the company I got it from, I explained to them my situation, and I actually showed them the video where I showed off my <laughs> my wound. Um, <laughs> I got it for free. So oh, I mean, wow. it didn't cost. Yeah, no, I, I, it didn't cost my company anything. Um, I, I got it. I like, I, like, because I inquired about it on Monday. I got it by Friday, which is like unheard of. For, right. Well, for, what was that company for, again? Sakar Tactical. Shakar or Sakar? Sakar. It's S A K A R, I believe. Okay. Hey, big shout out to the folks at Sakar Tactical for, for hooking our for, boy Julio up. Yeah. With the vest. So, so he doesn't so need a rubber bullet. Look, obviously i'm not gonna say no to anything else but like i i i need like i need something like I'm all right so we're gonna let the vest fly but i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna have to get you like a pasget like the old like 90s I, pasget helmets I, with the, I will, the press on top of that i i will take i will take look i will take any any uh ppe you'll you'll look like you're you'll look like you're reporting from uh sarajevo it'll be a really cool throwback drip <laughs> I'll take what I like I said, I'll take what I can get. I'm not I'm not picking beggars can't be choosers. You know, the the dude the dude that does all the videos for uh Coffee or Die magazine, Marty mm-hmm. Skullvund. Oh oh Lucas Botkin? No, not Lucas Botkin. <laughs> Mar- Marty Skullvund. He he does all the reporting for he he rolls around with an with a freaking high cut ops core. So I'm just saying the 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 bar has been set. Okay, well, like, yeah, like, like, this is this is the first time, like, I really realized, like, I need more than just, I need more protection than just my grunt style t-shirts. <laughs> You're saying that the power of the grunt style t-shirt does not stop rubber bullets? Uh, for no, uh, I can confirm that they do not. Man, <laughs> well, you live and learn, Julio. You live and learn. Learn, learning, learning. Was the t was the t-shirt okay? No, uh, no. Unfortunately, it's, it's got it's got a very small little hole where where oh, like right no. where. No. Yeah, I, it's, and it's actually one of my low key ones. It's just like a gray. It's the gray one with just like an American flag in the middle. So like, it's not even like it's not like this, right? It's not like so, that loud. So you're gonna have to retire the grunt style T-shirt, maybe frame no, it. I, I still I still use it. I mean, it's just oh. a small hole. Oh. It's, it's small enough you can't see it, but like it got it got it got a little damaged, and that you know brought it here to my. At least it didn't shoot the American flag right in my chest. <laughs> I would have been pissed off at that. We're like, hey, can't do that. American Man. Flag. Well, Julio, as much fun as we have laughing at you getting shot by bullets, we are glad that you're okay. We are. 
but it is funny. It's it's funny. I, oh, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna like get this like mounted like 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 a, like a like a plaque or trophy, and it's gonna say like from the Minneapolis law enforcement to Julio, or something like something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. You, you should petition the mayor's office to get them to to like give a little signature like to Julio from wh- whatever. What what's that dude? I, I, he, he, I think. He, I, he, I think it was it was state. I don't well, I don't know I don't know the name of the cop. But it was oh, maybe state. the governor then. If it was a, <laughs> if it was a statey, like to Julio from Governor, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever much love. Is. Glad this didn't kill you. And then you can mount that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I'm definitely uh, I'm gonna put this on my desk when I get back into the office. I I I would hope so. I mean, honestly, like, listen, you're you're like half a step away from like Laura Logan now. Like let's just oh, put, like let's just yeah, put you, I, she, let's she, just drop she, you she, into Syria or Afghanistan now. That's she, the next. She's, that's, that's she, the next thing. she she's been through some. She's she's been through some shit. Uh, but yeah, she, she has. She, I, she's I, I'm, a. I'm just talking she, about the war great. reporting. I'm just talking oh, about okay. the conflict <laughs> yeah. reporting. Not not the not the Arab Spring stuff. Yeah. No. But no. She's she's a great journalist, and Brian Stelter shitting on her was a cheap shot, and that he doesn't deserve to be. <laughs> he, he, he he has no place to talk about that dude that dude is basically a anthrop- anthropomorphized an- anthropomorphized is that an- anthropomorphic anthropomorphized what are you, what are you trying to say I'm, I'm using it as a verb anthropomorphized uh grocery store checkout lane tabloid that's what he's become that's a good point. I haven't yeah, heard. seriously, yeah. like that's yeah, what, no, that's yeah. all he is now. The, the 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 what was it? Us and and weekly or and and, people. And, dude, don't don't even give him that. Give him the National Enquirer, man. He's he's uh, off tweeting about like affairs now and like, like affairs uh, between like divorced people too. Like that's what. Yeah, yeah, like that's it's that's not, not, it's not even that. it's not even a story. That's what he's been yeah. reduced to. And shitting on Laura Logan. Can you imagine Brian Stel? Can you imagine Brian Stelter in a war zone? First off, first off, there's not a play carrier big enough to. My man, we're on the same wavelength. That's exactly what I was thinking. There isn't a play carrier big enough to cover him. It's, he's gonna be like those cops in Texas that were called to like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, the two that cops two dude, or that bar or whatever. Yeah, the play carriers are up there. <laughs> I wanted to make. I wanted. I, I already made a joke about that. Um, but I wanted to make another one. But I, I didn't want to be too. I should have been too, a little harsh on it. But I wanted to do like Beto. Hell yes, the cops are coming for your guns, and then the cops that are coming for your guns. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what picture. it was, man. They literally came for those guys' guns. That was Meal Team Six. Meal think, Team Six. I think Educated Hillbilly actually came up with that moniker. Yeah. Oh man, there was. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh enough, man! Enough, enough talking about CNN. I, I'm, uh. <laughs> dude. Honestly, I hope you show up on CNN. I mean, at this point, I don't think they'll have me. I've been, I've been to. I, I, I tweeted out. Oh, so right before this, I tweeted out the Trump campaign's uh, statement, uh, where they're they're shitting on Brian for because uh, he because uh, one of the Trump's the Trump campaign's lawyer went on a show today. And 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 uh, she used the term fake news, and he got all indignant, saying, "You're using a slur." And like, how will your kids and grandkids feel about this? And, and I mean, it's just like, whoa, like, why are we bringing kids into this? So uh, the Trump campaign just like released a statement, just talking about like, uh, th- like this is such a low, you know, this is low even for CNN, but like th- we we don't like this is what do we expect from leftists who hate President Trump? And so uh, I tagged him in, it and I don't think he's too happy about that, but whatever. 
No and, luck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Listen, if, if you want to get in his good graces, just send him a box of donuts. He can't resist. <laughs> even, if the jo- even if the donuts are meant as a slight to him, he'll still eat them. Yeah, there is that picture where he's... He's eating the Tucker donuts. And, yeah, and, and there were Dunkin' Donuts, but they were like... They looked like gourmet. It wasn't like you're like just... They were flown in from Boston. That's the only place you can get fresh yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I, I don't know. But they were like top-notch Dunkin' Donuts. And you, you see him, he's like smiling well, and all well, happy. And listen, like, first oh, off, geez. there's no such thing as a top-notch Dunkin' Donut. It's a garbage donut. I'm going on record on the podcast... Listen. Oh no! I well, that's, that's a like, hill I'll ter- die on. It's a garbage in, in donut. In terms of in terms of donut chains, like national donut chains, Krispy Kreme takes a cake on that. Krispy Kreme, honestly. Every, if, that, if, that, if, the, if the hot and fresh sign is on, I'm stopping. Oh, you, yeah, you got to go in. You, you have yeah, to absolutely. Okay. They're, 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 nothing fancy. Glazed donut, glazed dish donut. I don't I don't mess around with that cake donut crap. If I wanted to eat a muffin, I'd eat a muffin. You know what I'm saying, Julio? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you on to discuss the the merits of yeast donuts over the demerits of cake <laughs> donuts because I know you're a very busy guy. You're very you're a very big deal now. I, I couldn't even believe we got you on. Can't even. Uh, well, you know, I had to move some stuff around. You know, it's like you know he he needs some help. His his podcast is failing. You know he you know he exactly. needs some clout. Seriously, I need I need break me off a piece of that clout because I'm I'm like two weeks away from starting gonna- OnlyFans. I, don't worry. You will get. You, I will give the greatest and big best shout out to the after action review <laughs> that you've ever seen. Well, thank you, thank you. That that means a lot. Um, because yes, we know we know the podcast is very small. I know I have about two weeks before you're a regular on cable news, and you stop returning my calls and my text messages. Well, I know, that's just because. I, well, well, that's just because in that text message, you're 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 shitting on my haircut, and I, I you know, I. I like I like this. All right, just, just let me be. <laughs> you should. Le- I like it. I like this. All right. You're very aerodynamic. I'll give you that. Thank you, guys. Julio, buddy, thanks so much. It's always a barrel of laughs with you. You know what? You know, besides all the ribbing, you know I love you. I'm I'm very happy that your career is taking off because God knows we need some actual freaking, you know people with some cojones, some intestinal fortitude to go out and actually do the job. It's very easy to sit in a studio in New York city, like certain donut eating people and just comment on whatever they're reading online. Well, I, I, we all can read things online. We don't need somebody to tell us what to think of the exact same thing. So it's always a pleasure having, having somebody that actually puts their money where their mouth is going and doing the nasty business that needs to be done to tell a story. So Julio, as much as it pains me to say it, I'm happy for you. Thanks. Thank you, guy. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Guys, uh, and, and, uh, go ahead. Brother, brother, brothers in arms. You know, we're, 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 brothers, we're brothers. Uh, well, well, sort of. No, no, we are. <laughs> Raw devil dog. Oh, man. <laughs> Guys, we're going to just bypass that. Guys, if you guys are watching on YouTube, um, I'm getting a little better saying this. Please like, comment, subscribe, uh, because while we do these these really good current event uh, issues, uh, the podcast also does uh, – I really like to use the podcast to start telling stories that haven't been told, uh, you know, from, from conflicts past, uh, getting those stories out there into, into the public eye so that they can be shared and appreciated 
by Americans. So when, when you guys do that, when you like, comment, subscribe, it pushes my, my stuff to the uh, recommended page and it, it helps reach a wider audience. If you guys are listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead, leave a five-star review. Don't know how that works on Spotify. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, and of course, there is the Patreon because as Julio informed me, I'm a poor because I, yeah. I have a PC and not a Mac. So, and I have the AirPods Pro. I, I, yeah, and he's got the AirPods. And those are the new ones, too. They're yeah, very, the new, they're yeah, very, the new, yeah. Noise, noise canceling. Yeah. Noise canceling. Yeah. yeah. Man, look at you, high roller. So, if you don't want me to be a poor, please check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nickguy. Um, it helps keep uh, equipment up, upgrade equipment, because uh, this is kind of a very basic setup. And there are a bunch of veterans I really want to sit down and talk to uh, who are beyond the year, beyond the age of understanding technology. So once COVID lifts, uh, I have a couple of plans to, to actually go and do sit down interviews with vets to share their stories. Julio, once again, thanks so much, brother, that you could fit me in your very busy schedule. You're very, you're, you're famous now, man. Apparently, apparently some people were watching me in Australia. So, well, well, you know, you know what the old saying in media goes, once you've made it in Australia, you've made it. That's a saying. And I didn't, I think that I just didn't totally make that up. Your fake news. Well, honestly, I mean, if you don't win a local Emmy for your reporting, there's no justice in this world. And then you can put that local Emmy right on your shelf. Right next to my bip. Right next to your bib. <laughs> Julio, thanks so much, brother. I right, appreciate it. All right, buddy. Later.